You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Savage Arms and the new 110 Ultralight. At about 6 pounds, the 110 Ultralight is designed to combat elevation and the elements while maintaining the performance of a factory blueprinted Savage 110 action. The carbon fiber wrapped stainless steel barrel makes it durable and lightweight. The rifle comes equipped with the Savage AccuFit technology, so that means it's adjustable and it comes in a variety of calibers. The 308, the 270, the 28 Nosler, the 280 Ackley Improved, the 30 6 and much more. If you want to find out more information about the 110 Ultralight, visit SavageArms.com. What's up, guys? My name is Parker McDonald, and I'm your host, and you are listening to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. Super excited today because today in the episode me and Drew are talking about our last two weeks hunting and for me they have been very sucky they have been terrible I went to Missouri and it was just a not good trip um before Missouri though was was not too bad I I did a fun hunt that you're gonna hear about where I had an encounter with six bucks and one of them being a slammer but uh Drew on the other hand has had a very very fun last two weeks and he has killed not one but two bucks since the last time we had talked so i'm not going to ruin that for you he's going to tell us a story later on in this episode of both bucks but before we get into the episode i wanted to remind you guys to check out screegear.com for all your hunting apparel needs these guys are just absolutely crushing it and uh i have found a new uh, just a new love for my ptarmigan uh, down jacket, the ultra down jacket. It is probably at this point in the season, my favorite piece of equipment because it's lightweight, it breaks wind, and it is super freaking warm for those cold days. Yesterday morning, I was in Missouri and it was 17 degrees, which for this Southern boy is a cold day. And I was, I was comfortable. Um, my fingertips were a little bit cold, but other than that, I was I was solid, and uh, and that is mostly due to that ptarmigan jacket. So they have lots of stuff, lots of other cool things that you can check out. Another thing that I have found um, to be extremely useful is the new merino wool socks from Scree Gear. Um, but like I said, there's a lot of stuff on the website. You can check it out, and if you decide to buy something, you can use the code Southern Ground at your purchase and on your purchase, and it will save you 10% off of your order. Also check out Tethered Nation for all your saddle hunting 
needs and desires. That is a, uh, a, a trend right now, I would say. Saddle hunting is, is a trend, but it's not just a fad. It is something that for me and for a lot of deer hunters, especially mobile public land hunters, has been extremely useful. Um, we talk a lot about it a little bit in this episode, having the ability to say, you know what, I'm not going to hang today. I'm not going to set up. Um, you don't feel like you just wasted a whole bunch of energy carrying in and lugging in a big, huge tree stand because you're wearing your saddle on you. All you got some sticks and a platform and it's just super lightweight, super effective. And you can get into any tree and tethered is the only place right now where you can buy everything you need for saddle hunting. A lot of you guys know they have recently come out with the tethered one sticks which are the best sticks I have ever seen. Best sticks I've ever climbed with. They're awesome. Um, and they're going to be available uh, very, very soon. But they did get to, you, you did get teased a little bit um, because uh, there was a website issue that said that they were available and that they came into stock and they actually did not. But they're going to be available soon. And um, But yeah, check out tetherednation.com. Also, if you want to get into kayak hunting, which has become probably... Uh, my wife calls it my mistress. It is my favorite thing in the world, hunting with the use of a kayak. If you're going to do that, you need to check out newcanoe.com. Um, they have got all kinds of different kayaks, from fishing kayaks, hunting kayaks. They have all the accessories and the gear that you need. Say you one of my favorite things about the new canoe that separates it um, from other kayaks that I've used in the past for hunting is the ability to use a motor. Now, the purest side of me really likes to not use a motor because I like paddling, but the effective side that wants to get things done loves being able to use a motor. And with the uh, the flat transom on the back, you can throw on a trolling motor or even an outboard motor like I use. I use a 2.5 Yamaha on it, and it is flawless. It's so much fun, and also makes me a little more effective getting into those spots quicker. So yeah, go check out newcanoe.com. And as always, you can check us out on Facebook and on Instagram at Southern Ground Hunting or on YouTube where we are trying to put out as many videos as possible from our uh, deer hunting adventures. So um, I have the, the most recent video is uh, the video from Oak Mountain State Park, the draw hunt that you're going to hear about a little bit in this episode where I had a, a really good encounter with Big Buck. So you can check that out on YouTube. Please feel free to subscribe. We would love it if you would do that and click the bell so you know when we drop a new video. Other than that, guys, we're going to get into this episode with uh, with me and Drew talking about his two bucks from the last two weeks. So I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm here with Drew Robbins. Drew, how is it going in your part of Alabama? Man, in my part of Alabama, it's great uh, because Alabama beat Auburn, praise God. Um, <laughs> and also, I had my pumpkin pie for Thanksgiving. And some deer have hit the ground since the last time that me and you talked, Parker. So Yes, they have. And life's good, brother. Life's good. That's, that's good. I'm glad some deer have hit the ground for you because, for me, <laughs> since our last like recap podcast, episode i guess it was about two and a half weeks ago no deer have hit the ground for me so um i am <laughs> extremely happy to talk about deer that is plural deer hitting the ground for you and not only is it plural deer it's plural bucks so yes we have got some stuff to talk about because i haven't really 
I've been in Missouri this week, which I'll just give a quick recap of that. We didn't see any deer in Missouri. Uh, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and get this part out of the way in Missouri. I saw exactly three does the whole trip. Um, and that was last night. That was the last, the very last hunt. I was going in blind to an area and, uh, had three does come in about 20 yards and I shot the first one and, uh, she ducked super hard. My arrow went right through the very top of her back and uh followed blood um for about 10 yards uh and just basically grid searched the whole area i knew what happened the arrow was covered in in meat and and hair and fat it didn't have any blood on it at all whatsoever i knew exactly what had happened um and i thought that's what had happened whenever i shot but i mean it was it was a a non-lethal hit for sure and uh dude I, i cannot tell you how bummed i was that that happened on that trip, even though it was a doe, even though it was a doe, I, I didn't care. I was like, uh, I was just, I don't know, man. It just, it just hurt my feelings real bad. Uh, made me super unconfident and therefore I am probably hanging the bow up now. I've not taken out the rifle one time this season and I'm going to take out the rifle from now on, especially in Alabama, unless I go somewhere else or or go out to kill a doe with my bow in Alabama. That's about the only way I can do it now. So that is pretty much my recap. And uh, it, it was it was a bummer, man. <laughs> That's an expensive tag to buy to not even see any deer. Um, and we yes, had some we had some issues. I mean, dad, my dad had gotten COVID uh, back. I guess uh, what when was it? Three months ago or so, and he's had some kind of side effects from it the last couple months and he got a real bad ear infection so he uh like kind of the hard grind of public land hunting was really really getting to him not only that he couldn't he couldn't sleep we were sleeping on cots he couldn't sleep on it um we were having a hard time getting the wood stove to work in the in the cabin that we were staying in and it was just really miserable whenever you have an earache and um and so we ended up going home and so i hunted just basically little chunks of public land um, that were just right across the state line on the southern part of Missouri. And, dude, I'm telling you, man, I saw more deer. I feel more confident that I could go into Ocala National Forest in Florida and find deer more so than I can in <laughs> southern Missouri because it was, like, everywhere I went. I covered a lot of ground, dude. Greg was letting me use his e-bikes, which was awesome, by the way. For anybody interested in e-bikes, yeah. do it because it's freaking rad. Um he let me use the e-bike, so I was going deep, dude, into these pieces and just not even finding tracks. Like, even in the green fields that they had planted, um, you know, you could usually find concentrated deer sign, even though we know it's mostly at night yeah. on public. Um, there, there, it, there wasn't anything, dude. It was like walking into my backyard. I found I mean, there might be more deer sign in my backyard than there is out on these places, and I live in the city, so... That'll tell you something. Like, it was just void of deer sign. And I finally found a good spot last night that I wish we had hunted um, the whole week. I wish I had been able to spend more time there because it was actually pretty solid. But, I mean, that's pretty much my recap, dude. But you, however, have had some different experiences. So, Drew, why don't you go ahead and talk about the first buck that you saw or the first buck that you killed. I guess it was just... It had to be the like the day or two after our last recording 
of us talking about our recent hunts. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it was um, just a, just a couple of days after it, and um, um, yeah. And so basically, Parker, what it is, what, what we're going to go into is, is this, this is a tale of two bucks, really. And and so the the first one, um, it's the first one was um, pretty cool because I actually killed him from the ground. Yep. Um, which that was one of my goals uh, this year was to kill um, a deer from 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 a you know ground blind sit on a, um, sitting next to a tree whatever and so um, so I accomplished that which was awesome um, but this one was uh, a, a lot of fun man because um, this was the same spot that me and little man went and had that deer jump um, out, of, out of the clear cut on us mm-hmm. and so. Now, is this and, and the same one, one, clear cut that we talked about before where you had the three bucks um, out of range? Uh, no. Okay, no. different Different cut. one. Different one, yeah. And and so this one, um, what, what one of the first things that, that I noticed about uh, this um, clear cut was I cut a really big track go, going into it. And that's something that I... I wanted to, you know, talk about, um, you, you had mentioned, you know, tracks earlier that I think so many times we, we get caught up, especially, you know, rubs and scrapes, which are awesome, but like, it's hard to be a real big buck track, man. Like it, it just is. And so I was, I was walking in and, and, and I cut his track and I hadn't seen, um, that, that, that deer track, um, over there. I've been, I've been over there a couple of times scouting it. And, um, had not, let's talk about this for a second too. Um, I was was literally thinking about, I want to write an article. I've been, I've written a couple articles for, um, bowhunting.com and this actually today, while I was on my way home, I was thinking about an article idea, um, talking about buck sign and what has been the most productive buck sign for me. And when I think about Mm -hmm. in Alabama, it's just what you're saying. Tracks. Fresh, yes. fresh tracks has been more productive for me than scrapes or rubs. Now, um, depending on the time of the season, but for the majority of the season, and, and especially like once we start getting right here close to around the rut, fresh rubs and scrapes yeah. are kind of just, just they just let you know that deer are around at some point. A track right. Right. lets you know, I mean, you can pretty easily tell whether or not a, fra- a, a track is is fresh or old if it has just recently rained which it does here pretty often you can you can you also have that to gauge gauge it by okay when was the last time that it rained well the last time it rained was let's say two days ago well okay then i know that this track is at least two days it may be fresher than that and you can a lot of times tell even when it's fresher than that but i'm with you man on that i i have a hard time passing up setting up over really good fresh buck tracks like that's been super productive for me in the past yeah it's 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 something that i i think gets overlooked just a little bit um you know because people are always wanting to see like the big community scrapes and rubs and you know uh you know shavings off the tree and 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 those are great and and that's awesome but one of the things that i did with with this buck um was uh so i cut his track and um and and then I ended up walking around the clear cut and I didn't cut his track again. And so I was like, all right, he's, he's, he's in here, you know? And, and so me and little man went in there, jumped the deer. I don't know if it was him or not. Um, um, but, 
uh, uh, jumped a buck, and I was like, all right. So when I went back a couple of days later, um, cold, clear morning, and um, sat down on the ground and was sitting there, and um, about 7.35, and he, he popped out and – and uh and thankfully i was able to get one in him and and he dropped right there and and it was it was just a cool hunt because it it's something that um there was there was no trees around that i that that i wanted to get in there's there's a couple that were on the smz but um you know they it would have put me right up right up on top of them like bow range and and so i was like no i'm gonna back off a little bit and so there was there was nothing out in the clear cut so i just i I mean, I went old school, man. I I took me a, a a stool in there, got behind some good cover. He never had a clue. I was there. Wind was in my face, and um and he popped out and 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 I drilled him, you know. And he 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 wasn't a huge buck, you know, but he was he was he was a good size um good size body, going to eat real good, and and so. Um, but but, but I, you also missed a bigger buck than him that same morning. Is that right? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't going to talk about it until you brought it up. Um, uh, yeah. I was trying to avoid that whole thing. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Park. Um, I appreciate that. Um, well, no, I mean, it's, yeah, it is me... important to the story because it's like, I mean, you cut a big buck track and, and, you know, set up right, yeah. obviously. And I think it's important to talk about too. I don't want to run this too much because we've talked about it fairly recently on on uh, my first buck of the season but clear cuts being kind of just uh, just money when it comes to deer hunting and especially bucks they've got all the food they need they've got all the cover they need bedding it's just a really really good type area to hunt and if you can find the the travel routes using usually using some type of terrain feature coming out of that clear cut or you know nope. a food source or something like that just outside of it it can be a really really good productive spot for bucks but um in the spot yeah. you were at not only did you have one buck that you killed but you also had another one that you missed that was even bigger so i think that's imp- yeah, i think was, it's important to the story for sure yeah he was he was he was much bigger than than the one that that, that I ended up killing um, both of these were shot. Um, one, one, one that I shot and killed was, was in the actual creek bed and, and, and the other one was coming out of it. So basically it, it's a big cutover, it's 40 acre cutover with the SMZ running down the, um, uh, middle of it and, uh, wrapping around it actually. And both of these, um, um, I, I'm pretty sure that the first buck that I missed was bedded on the same hillside that I jumped the buck at with me and little man. And so, and he was just kind of making his way through there. And so, um, and so he, he actually showed up about seven o'clock and it, and it, and it was real thick down through there, but he had a really good rack and I, and I thought I had an opening and I, and I squeezed it off and, uh, I completely whiffed. And, 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 and so, um, I'm pretty sure that was the track that I cut, um, walking in there. And so, and then the, this other guy showed up about seven thirty-five, and, um, and, and uh, I was like, well, oh, praise God. All right. And I, and I turned it loose and I'm shooting a 300 wind mag and he didn't move and uh, dropped right there. And what's crazy part, there's something else too that, that I want to talk about when it comes to, you know, the, these, the, these couple hunts was one, the tracks, but two, I don't know what it is, but here, here in the South, like you, you always hear like, you know, like, like, you know, 
first fit's the best fit, which is true. But then you also hear, well, you know, you, you can't hunt the same tree twice. Well, I actually went back, let's see, two out of the next four days. And, and I went back and I saw deer um, two out of the four days. Now, they weren't bucks. They, they were does. But um, in, the, in that same spot. And what, what I'm thinking, there, there was a hot doe down in there. And she just never left that clear cut. And so there was a, the, the, that, that Creek bed was hot, man. And yeah. so, uh, you know, I, I know we, we've, we've talked to other guests and some of them have killed multiple deer out of the same tree, you know? And it's so, if, yeah, you, you talked about Mike Perry, Jamie McKay, yeah. those guys have hot spots and, yeah. and Mike Perry talks about it all the time, how often that he does that. And when you think about our most popular episode being Bobby Worthington, he talks about finding the tree that the buck's going to come by um, at some point during the rut or whatever. And that being the tree and hunting it. If you know, that's the tree, then you hunt that until he comes by. So, you know, I I hear both, I, I hear both sides to it and, I think both of mm-hmm. them can be productive. You know, I think first sit is going to be the best sit a lot of the time. But if you find a hot spot, man, I mean, and the only way right, you're going to find those hot spots is by moving around, you know, and, and exactly. having those good first sits. Yeah. And this was, this was on a part of our um, um, club that uh, nobody hunts this part of the cutover. There's a, there's another part that, that people go and hunt, but nobody hunts, hunt, Nobody's ever hunted this spot. And so um, it's kind of overlooked spot because you, you're like, oh, man, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's closer to the road, yada, yada. And so it was like, it's just overlooked. And, and, and I just happened to cut some big tracks going in there. I was like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it, jump the buck, shot another buck, kill the buck. And so if, it, if it's hot, guys, ride the hole, man. Just, just ride it and, until they, either that hot dough leaks or the stuff cools down and then go find you another pocket and and parker one of the things i was thinking about too is that you um w- one of the terms we use a lot is like pockets of deer like especially here in north alabama mm-hmm. like pockets of deer and and i think that's what i found i just found a pocket for you know four or five days that had deer in it and and they wanted to be there and so um and and so once i found that pocket i just stayed with it and and i had some good hunts man i had i had some real good hunts that's and so that's pretty uh, cool. So so tell me, Drew, in this specific area, where were you at as far as the rut? Was it, you know, the the at this time the first buck was that like pre-rut, like not really much rut. You might have a couple of hot does in the area or whatever, um, or was it like full blown all out rut or no rut at all? No, it what. Um, normally ours in, in, in that area is starting to pick up pretty hot and heavy right about now, actually. Okay. And so, um, so these were, these were just, I think a couple of does or, or one doe that came in just a little bit early and, yeah. um, and she just happened, I just happened to find her, you know, or I, I happened to find the pocket of deer and, um, um, and, and, and just stayed with it. So there, there was a little bit of, of, of rut activity. He was he was thinking just a little bit when when I got him back to the truck, you know, not not like full blown like oh my gosh, you know, but you could you could tell he was um you know tarsal glands were 
um, starting to get there. And, and so, um, so he, it was starting to pick up just, just a little bit. And so hopefully these, these next couple of weeks, um, it'll, he'll, it'll hit full blown and you know, I'll have yeah. another story to tell. <laughs> well, and that's, that's an, well, hopefully I do too. My God. Um, uh, that's a, That's another thing for guys in Alabama and across the South. It can be so yeah. different just a couple miles yep. away. Um, cause as, as the crow flies where you're, where you were hunting at is, I mean, what, maybe 10 miles, 15 miles away from yep. where I primarily hunt at. And some of the places I hunt, yeah. you're even closer than that. And the rut won't start until, you know, the, probably a week and a half, a week from now. Um, I'm hearing right. some reports of it being different, but I mean, you, you can be literally a mile or two away and have a completely different rut. It is unbelievable here in Alabama. It, it, and I think it's that way yeah. in a lot of places. Um, yeah, I see it a lot. A, there's, there's a couple places that I, that I got, um, permission to hunt, you know, through people there, there in the church and just, um, and, and, and things like that, that are a little small, you know, 10, 15, 20 acre um, spot. And some of them have, have picked up like heart, like hot and heavy, you know? And, yeah. and so there's just, there's, and that's, that, that, that's all within 20 minutes of me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like it's, it, it, the, the only way to know is, is to honestly just get out their boots on the ground and find it, Yeah. you know? And, 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 and so that's, that's just what, what I happen to do, you know, Cut some tracks, walked in, um, kind of got creative with um, with with how you know um, um, hunted it in the sense of um, there there were, there weren't any trees to get up in, and so <laughs> you know, guys, you it don't feel stupid taking a stool in there, sitting on a stool and killing a buck. You know, you you, you might feel stupid for just a second. You're like, I'm sitting on a freaking stool, you know, but then you're like, oh, there he is, boom, you know, and and so. Um, um, and I even I even use my saddle um, to uh, tie a couple pine trees together, and I and I just sitting <laughs> down the ground. That's awesome. I tell you, man. That's yeah, awesome. I mean, you, you you just you just do what you got to do sometimes. Yeah. You know? and, well, and 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 for real, the the what it comes down to is 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 finding like I, I carry my saddle in all the time, and sometimes. Sometimes it's a, uh, it probably like, I'll give you a good example. Um, yesterday, yesterday evening when I, when I flubbed that shot on that doe, I was only up two sticks. I hate going only up two sticks. Like (laughs) I want to get the full potential of all of my gear. Right. So if I carried my saddle in and I carried three sticks in, by God, I want to get all three sticks on that freaking tree. Um, and sometimes it can be. A hindrance to me like sometimes I go past the cover thinking well but I still want to be higher and I go past where I have the good shots right. I have the good open areas man there's sometimes when I'm six or seven feet off you know one stick and an eight or up and that's the best spot probably to be in that specific tree and I just don't do it because I feel like it's like I'm not taking advantage of all of my equipment and and I think I think that holds a lot of guys back. I know it does me in probably some of the scenarios that I'm in. Um, 
you know, that deer, that deer that I shot yesterday, if I would have just been a little bit lower even than two sticks, I would have gotten a much cleaner shot on her than what I ended up getting. Now, you know, it it is what it is. You know, I, I can't really change that. And honestly, where I ended up being at, I had plenty of open shots. It just happened to be where she was standing at that wasn't perfect. It was still open. I still had a clean right. shot, but... Um, you know, thinking about you taking out a stool and taking out your saddle and, and, you know, you, you kind of take a little bit of everything on that specific situation where, um, maybe you're going to climb up, maybe you're going to sit, sit on the ground, but just kind of being, being mobile. I mean, I don't know any other way to put it other than being as mobile as you possibly can be and being ready and equipped for any situation. And I think, um, when you, when you talk about like the OG mobile hunters, you know, back in the eighties, probably, uh, well, the OG mobile hunters probably be the Indians, but, um, but when you think about like, you know, some of the, some of the local legends that are around the area, they killed a lot of deer by just going out and sitting on a stump. And I I'm mean, you, man. and it worked, you know, it, it worked. Yeah. You can't argue that. Yeah. Well, even, even, um, um, Andy May, his, yeah. his, his last big buck, he 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 just went sat on the ground with his saddle and killed it from the ground. Yep. You know he had he he said he had thirty minutes of light left and was like, hey, I'm just gonna go try it and just sit down with this. I mean, hook hooked his saddle up and just used a tree for for cover and killed a killed a huge buck. You know, and so yeah. um, and and too like especially here in the south, like we we do we we have cutovers and cutovers are awesome, um, especially you know uh, first second third year. But once you get in the years like four, five, and six, they get thick and nasty. And so many guys just be like, "Well, I got to hunt the, you know, the, the outsides of it," and and that's fine. But sometimes, man, you got to get off in there, you know. And and there there are pockets out in those out in those cutovers where there was old logging road through there, or where they it was, it was where they um stored the um trees or whatever. It's 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 a spot you can get in there, and um and and deer are using it, and you can kill them, man. You you can. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, so moving on, it was about what, like a week and a half, two weeks later when yeah. you had your second one. So tell me, did, was there anything else, any other exciting close calls or anything like that, that happened in the, in the weeks in between? Uh, no. Um, cause we, we actually went to Florida for uh, Thanksgiving and, and, and I went and hunted in Florida. I only hunted um, uh, Thanksgiving morning because, um, you know, me, me and my dad have hunted for Thanksgiving morning for forever, you know. And, and so it's kind of a – it's a great family um, ritual and tradition. And, but I forgot how hot Florida was. And it was 85 on Thanksgiving morning, and the mosquitoes were terrible, like absolutely <laughs> terrible. Like it's – like – you know, I mean, they were, they were basically just giving the middle finger to my thermos cell, you know, and like, there was nothing, there was nothing that could be done. And, and so, um, it was just terrible. So we didn't see any deer. Um, my, my dad put out a hog trap cause he got tons of hogs out there. He ended up catching two of them. Um, I found that out when, the Saturday that I got back, he called me. He's like, Hey, I caught two of my hog trap. I'm like, that's awesome. But, uh, so just went home, uh, just, just went back to Panama City and did family stuff. And so got back Saturday around 3.30, got everything unloaded and, you know, got, got all the stuff situated and all that. And I 
and, and I turned to my wife and I'm like, Hey, um, um, it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go to the woods for just a little bit. And she goes, really? And she goes, it's getting late. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. And, um, I was like, I gotta get my thoughts in order. Cause I was preaching on, um, Sunday for, for those who don't know, I'm, uh, I'm, I know Parker said it, but I'm, I'm, I'm a pastor. And so Sunday I was preaching. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to go, I'm going to go get in a blind where I can go over my sermon and get my notes in order. And if a doe walks out, then great. You know, it was, it was, um, it was doe week still. It, and so I was like, you know, great. So that's what I did. I, I go out and, um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my sermon, my message, getting all that stuff ready. And I had a couple of does walk out and I'm like, all right, that's, that's cool. But they were really far away. I was like, no, I don't want to, shoot it and drag it and all that stuff and i go if they walk up close then then i'll take one of them and so um right at dark they start easing their way up they they get within 20 yards of me and i'm like all right so i I go to ease my gun out and i'm getting ready to to take one of them for those who haven't listened very much to the podcast um you know people know i'm i'm a huge venison eater i love i love backstrap i, I love snack sticks the uh, jerky I, I love all that stuff so i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna pop me one and and give me some jerky so anyway to make a long story short i was sitting there and was about to shoot her and both of them threw their heads up and froze and looked all the way down to the other end of the food plot and um you know parker i i texted you after all this and i i i said i retract my statement about food plot for greenfield <laughs> because uh, you know i don't know how, i think it was one of the first podcasts that i was on it was with jamie mckay or something and and i said i never killed a buck in a greenfield in alabama yep. and and so and then like at, right after that jamie mckay sends me a picture of a 160 that he popped in a greenfield and i'm like oh that's great jamie thanks <laughs> i appreciate that um and so uh and so i was it was right at last light both of them freeze look down at, at, at the other end um I put my bottles up, looked down, and I saw I, I saw a nice buck, you know. And Parker, I would love to tell you, man, that I cut its track. I walked in, I scouted it, I did all this stuff. I mean, I, I would love to tell you that, and I could lie and I could tell you all that stuff, but it would just not be the truth. This was a Jesus deer, Parker. This is what this was. This was a Jesus deer. <laughs> he knew okay? that he needed it because I was sitting there and I was literally doing my message for Sunday morning, getting my notes ready. Okay. I look up, see these does. All right, great. They walk up and get ready to shoot them. All right. And then I see him. Okay. The only skill that was involved was it was, it was the furthest shot I've ever had on a white tail and it was a long ways. And so, um, once I shot it, I pulled out my tracker and, and I, I found out it's 180 yards. And Dang. so, for me, that's a long shot. Heck yeah! And yeah, and it was it was a long shot. He ended up being a nice eight point, um, just a just a classic box eight point. Um, uh, good deer. I'm gonna euro mount him, and um, but uh, was jacked up about it, man. Um, um, but like I said, I would love to tell you that I I went and scouted. I was going in there to shoot a doe. I was going in there to get my thoughts in order, and he stepped out. And <laughs> I, I don't I. Sometimes Parker is better to be lucky than good, man. Sometimes I'd, I'd rather Sometimes. be I'd rather be lucky than good any day. I needed to <laughs> listen. So, um, I I figured in I figured out in Missouri that I'm neither lucky nor good on some of these trips. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But yeah, it was it, it was a great hunt. 
Um, uh, and then what was even better is that I brought him back, and uh, me and Little Man quartered him up out in the garage. And so he was he, he was wanting you know to touch it and pull pull off the uh, off the hide and touch his horns and all that stuff. He 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 stuck with me through the whole entire thing. It was it was cool. It was. That's neat. All right, so so you killed your two bucks. Um, yep. We have both got one buck tag left uh, for the rest yep. of the season. The rut's about to kick off. I'm going to be out tomorrow morning and the next morning and probably the next morning after that. Um, if I can, you know, obviously everything is, uh, everything is just um, making plans that may not come to pass when you have little kids. But the good news yep. is, is that my mom and dad have our little girl. So we've only got my son right now, which is, which is great for deer hunting purposes. Um, but Brett's about to kick off. Now I want to know if you could take away one thing and, and we'll both do this. If you could take away one thing from the last two weeks, what would that one thing be? That one thing would be, um, That one thing would be probably when it's hot, stay. Yep. Like ride the hole. Like I mean, and and it was it, it was actually hard because you know I I was I, I was really considering going to a couple different spots, but and 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 I even called my brother up and I was like, hey man, you know he, he goes, are are you going back over there? I, I go I go no, you know I I killed that deer over there and I, you know he goes he goes Drew he goes that that creek bed is hot you need to stay there and he was right you know and so like um don't don't overthink things like <laughs> if the deer are there and the hot doe is there then i probably need to be there yeah you no know? and and i that that's what i was doing i was kind of getting into overthinking because i was like you know i've killed one yeah oh man and you know i need to go find a new spot and my, my brother's like hey man you're you're overthinking this like you know the creek bed's hot stay there and and so Guys, if you're out on public, private, wherever you're at, if it's hot, okay, and and the deer are there, then stay there. Like just 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 stay there, you know. Um, yeah. That's that's what I've taken from it. Yeah, I mean that's that's super true. We we sometimes as mobile hunters have kind of a, a another hindrance for us that we want to go out and know what. Well, if it's hot over here, I'd like to see what's over here. Um, but sometimes that's just not the best, yeah. not, not the right move. Well, well, Parker, you, you, you actually said it best earlier. You were like, I want to get the fullest potential out of my equipment. And I think sometimes we like, look at all the stuff that we bought, <laughs> you yeah. know, the hunting's not cheap. We, our mobile hunting's not cheap, you know, and we're like, okay, well I have all this mobile stuff. I need to be mobile. And, yeah. and yeah, yeah, that, that's true to a point. But also, the whole point of you buying all this mobile stuff was for you to kill a deer with. If you're not where they're at, you're not going to kill a deer. Yeah. And if they're there, stay there. Right. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff, man. I, I completely agree. Um, and I think I like the way that you put it. You know, you you, you do all this so that you can kill a deer. Um, I, was, I was actually <laughs> thinking about it the other day. Um, guys who... Um, uh, my buddy Hunter Lindsay, right? So, y'all may have heard me talk about Hunter. Yeah. If you watch the if you watch the um, the YouTube series, uh, the YouTube video from uh, 
Kentucky from the Kentucky trip. He's the guy that took all the photos of my buck and stuff for me. Super cool guy, uh, North Alabama dude, and um, he's a professional videographer, photographer. It's what he does for a living. He's just a super cool guy, but I was thinking about it in terms of him the other day. Um, he is on a lease. He's on a pretty solid lease. I think he's actually got two leased properties in Kentucky and he hunts public land. Now Hunter actually killed a buck on public in Kentucky this year. And, um, at at the same place that I, that I was hunting at, um, he killed a, he killed a nice buck. And, uh, I was thinking to myself, you know, that really sucks because he spent all that money on leases and in Kentucky, you can only kill one buck you that's all you get is one buck for the season unless you hunt some of the um the bases or whatever um military bases and stuff like that so i was thinking to myself i'm like man that that really sucks that he spent that much money on a lease but then i was like well i mean he spent that much money on a lease so that he could kill a deer you know i mean right you've got options you've got public you've got your private land you're spending all that. I mean, he was on two two different leases that he paid for, and it was kind of like, I mean, one of those leases, if, if he shot one anywhere, one of those leases at least is going to be kind of a waste of money. You know what I mean? But you're paying right. for the opportunity to kill a deer. So whenever you, whenever you buy a saddle or you buy, you know, your climbing sticks or – you buy a bow or whatever you're buying, you're buying that to help you, um, if nothing else, feel more confident in killing a deer. But if that's not the way that you kill it, you know, if you don't, if you, if you spend all this money on a saddle, but you end up never killing a deer out of a saddle that season, you still killed a deer. Like you still got the same, (laughs) you still got the same thing, you know? I mean, (laughs) you you can invest in a whole bunch of different companies but if one company that you invested in is the one that makes all your money it doesn't mean the rest of them were a waste you know you still got your money that you were you know whatever you know and so um anyway that's kind of just a a little side note it's a little side nugget there i think um kind of moving back to what i've learned in the last two weeks um it's really it's really difficult. I haven't hunted just a ton other than in Missouri, so I hunted a whole lot in Missouri. Didn't see a whole lot in Missouri, um, but if I could if I could narrow everything down, I, I, I got two things. So you know, I hunted that Oak Mountain State Park hunt, um, right? And, and I don't think I've gotten Call to talk me. about that on a on a podcast. I saw six bucks in, on that first sit. That first morning at Oak Mountain State Park. Now we did a lot of scouting, um, or I say a lot. We we had one zone that we could hunt, and we scouted a couple days beforehand, and found some good stuff. We found some really good sign. But my first hunt, that hunt was not anywhere where we had scouted at. I was just using what I knew about the area and what I knew about deer in general, and looking at a map and saying, okay, the wind's not perfect for the spots that we scouted, but it would be good for this side. Let's see. Um, if there's anything and, and what I ended up finding was some terrain features that, that really looked promising as far as what I knew deer, how I knew deer would travel an area. Um, same thing for the spot, uh, that I was in last night, the spot I was in last night in Missouri was the best looking spot and also obviously had the most 
deer activity at the time um, from the whole trip. And it all yeah. came down to uh, terrain features. And it, uh, I say that I've, it's something I've learned in the last two weeks. I guess it, it's not really. I've, I've known all this stuff before, um, but it just expanded my confidence in terrain features being a main thing that, uh, that will dictate deer movement. So in the spot I was in last night, there's a, there's a, a, a pretty tall ridge, actually. Um, not, not huge, but it should have shown up on the map. And it just was not on the map at all. And it was just a big, um, big, huge bedding area. Like what you see, uh, the THP videos where they talk about the buck nest in Iowa. That's what this was. This looked exactly like that. Just like scattered brush throughout it, but just really thick and offered a lot of security cover for a deer. And, um, and so I got right in the corner of it, corner of it. But right on the edge, the I guess it would have been the um, the southern edge of that of that big area. There's uh, it, it's almost like a I don't know. It almost looks like a dam, really. Um, that that just perfectly goes on a pretty steep incline down, maybe twenty feet or so in elevation, and then levels out down into the river bottom. And it may have just happened from erosion over the years, whenever that floods or whatever. But it's it's an obvious ridge right there where um, deer are going to travel. And so in this corner, there's just a very slight, um, a very 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 slight uh, dip in that ridge, um, and that's exactly what those deer were using to travel to go into that bedding area and out of that into the woods or down into that river bottom or wherever they were going, they were using that. And that's exactly where I set up. It did not at all show up on the map. Like it was not on the map whatsoever. You could not, it looked like yeah. just flat land. Um, there wasn't any topo lines, nothing. And even on like the, um, the, the 3d map that you can kind of do that you saw no change in elevation on there but that was a boots on the ground go in there scout it hang it hang it hang up in it and hunt and it ended up being the right spot for that for that um big huge area so that was that was something and then going back to oak mountain when i was there it was the same thing i was on a uh i guess you could call it a saddle it was kind of just a flat off of the a really really tall steep ridge um and the deer did not use that saddle like they used the really, really subtle dip um, drainage going down into the bottom. Like, it was super, super subtle. Like, it shows up on the map just a little bit. I don't know how you could. Just that, that contour line just dips just a little bit. Like, if you're not looking for it, then you wouldn't know it. And, unfortunately, I was not looking for it um, Cause it just looked like a big, just a steep drop off, but where they were traveling it, there was just a slight little change in the, in the to, uh, topography line. So that was, that's something I think that I'm going to be looking for even more, more so than the really super defined terrain features, find the, uh, the really subtle ones that, um, that you're the, the naked eye might, might miss, you know, trying to really, key in on those and that's actually not the first time it happened it happened to me earlier this season on that buck that bedded down 
uh, about 75 or 80 yards away from me all day long. Um, he traveled. The, it was the same thing. It was just a it was just a really slight dip in uh, in the in the the ridge right there. So um, I think that's something that I'm going to be keying in on even more, trying to fill in or trying to fill this last buck tag um, for the season. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, um... go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, uh, you know, there's there's subtle things to be the way to go, especially with big bucks. You know, yeah. um, they they just they just seem to you know take that more than than a, than a younger buck will. Um, um, but I mean, you you end up seeing six, and one of them was a tank. I mean, he he yeah. he, he was a, he was his body was huge. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, he wasn't had, what I was expecting had a good to see. Rack. Yeah. I was, you yeah, can tell was, in that video, I was very surprised. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I think I even <laughs> said it. I like, I zoomed in on a small buck that I saw walking and I knew there was more bucks behind it, but I just figured they were all going to be little scrub bucks. And like that buck walks by another little buck walks by and then that one walks into the frame. And so while I'm watching, I'm not actually watching the deer. I'm watching my camera. I'm watching the viewfinder on my camera and he walks into frame and he, and I was like, holy crap. <laughs> It just threw me off. I was like, what the heck? I wouldn't expect to see him out here. But then, uh, did you see, la- like, last week, a guy in Birmingham City Limits killed, like, a 200-inch buck? Yeah. It was, like, yesterday or the day before that. It was really recent. Um, they're he's, there, he's, man. He's big. Yeah. The, the, he's he's big. I saw that Seek One is working on a property. Um, I, I guess they got permission on a property in Birmingham. Um, after Big Buck, and I, I, I wondered if that wasn't the one that they were kind of searching after. I know um, in a lot of those urban areas like that, you get, you know, a Big Buck that people are seeing on the roads and seeing in other people's yards, and it kind of becomes one of those, like, kind of famous bucks in the area. So I wondered if that yeah. if that maybe wasn't the same same deer or in the same same little area of uh of birmingham that they were seeing that deer so drew going forward uh, we'll wrap up with this how are you intending to fill that last buck tag it's crazy man i'm I, i'm in a really weird spot right now um i've i've never i've actually never filled all my buck tags um i mean florida we i mean we we could shoot a, a bunch of bunch of bucks yeah when um, you were there so, they just recently went to like five bucks a year but when you were there wasn't it like a buck and a doe a day yeah you could shoot a buck and a doe a day so i mean like we i mean i i like never really kept count of the number of bucks <laughs> that i killed but just because i mean there was just i mean especially dog running i mean you you know you so and so um so what's what's weird about where i'm at now um I have my brother and dad coming, uh, like you know, the middle to end of of December. They're they're going to come hunt for four or five days, and so um, I I would love to I would love to be able to hunt with them, you know. And so I'm actually just been I'm, I've been out a couple times um, since I killed that buck, and I've taken my bow, um, so that way I can I can fill fill a doe tag. Yeah. Um, but because I'm, I'm I'm trying to hold off on shooting another buck until my brother and dad are here, um, 
which is really weird. Like it, it's 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 the craziest thing because I'm I, I spent the whole year like going after bucks, and now my wife's like, um, "Are you gonna fill this last buck tag?" I'm like, "Well, I'm gonna wait," and she's like, "Wait on what?" I'm like, "My dad and brother," and um, and and so <laughs> I'm. It's just um, you know, so I'm I'm kind of pumping the brakes a little bit, but what the the agreement that I had um, with myself was um, each buck that I that that I wanted to take i wanted to be bigger than than the last and so um so far that that's held true and so the you know the the next one's going to have to be as big or bigger than than the one that i just killed and so that's that's my plan moving forward and um and so i would i would i would love to um i'm I'm gonna hunt public land these these next couple weeks until my brother and dad get here and want to want to try to stack up maybe a couple of those um, and and get the freezer filled, and but hey, I'm also an opportunist, and if and if a big buck walks in front of me, whether I you know it, it, if I have my bow, that's just gonna make it sweeter. Um, like I really love my pop and I really love my brother, but you know um, I got three buck tags next year too, you know. So um, <laughs> so we'll just I mean I'm. I'm not going to be tore up too bad about it, you know? And so, yeah. uh, so, so moving forward, that, that's where I'm at. You know, I would, I would, um, love to, um, kill a kill, you know, obviously everybody wants to kill just the absolute wall hanger. And, and so, um, and, and with the rut coming, you know, um, you never know, but, uh, so that's, that's what I'm going to do. How about, how about you? Yeah. So I'm in a similar situation, man. I've got one buck tag left and, um, and I'm obviously, you know, in the same place. Like, I, I want to kill a good one, you know, a good solid deer for my last one. Um, my dad is coming into town. Like I said, they have our little girl, and they're bringing her here next week. And so me and dad have our rutcation scheduled for right. for next week. And um, But dad also still still dealing with the earache. So he was like, he's like, hey, listen you hunt hard these next few days while you don't have Henley and kill a buck. And he's like, I won't even worry about hunting. I'll just come in there and we'll just hang out with the family. You won't have to hunt. We'll just be, and I was like, okay, that sounds good. I said, but if I don't kill one, um, and he was like, well, I may, I may hunt a little bit, but I was like, well, I'm going to be out there cause it's the rut. So I'm going to be out there. Uh, and I, I think my family at this point, they kind of understand for me it's like i've been waiting on this one time of the season since the rut last <laughs> year and like y'all can come in y'all can come into town and we can hang out and stuff at night but i'm going to be in the woods during the daytime and uh and so they they everybody understands you know my dad they raised my dad raised me to be like this you know he he raised me <laughs> he raised fault. me up in a deer hunting yeah. family so I'm, you know, that I'm just, I'm just, a, I'm, I'm very invested into it. And so I've, I've got a couple of spots that I'm, I'm really anxious to get into. And one of them, I actually have a trail camera in there right now. I don't use trail cameras a lot. Um, if I'm going to hang a trail camera, usually it's because I feel like I am confident that there's a big deer in the area. And in this specific spot, you know, I don't want to kill a buck that I would be content with if I know that there's a buck that is going to, you know, 
change a buck that's going to have to go on the wall. Does that make sense? Like, I'm not going to shoot yeah. a 110 inch deer in that area if I know that there's a, a frequent, you know, 130 or 140 that's running around in there. And in this spot, it's very possible. Um, just some of the things that I know about the area, things that I know about the private land that borders up to it, um, it is not going to be at all surprising if I have a 150 or so on camera just because of what I know roams around up there. So um, I'm actually right. going to go in there tomorrow, hopefully, if I can wake up early enough. I'm going to go in there tomorrow, check that camera, and uh, I'm going to hunt it first, then check that camera and um, kind of make my plans from there. Uh, if I don't, uh, if that doesn't pan out, you know, I've got some honey hole areas. I got a spot called Kill Hill that uh, I've killed a lot of bucks on uh, the same hillside. Uh, if anybody's watched the videos, they know like there's this one hillside that I kill a lot of deer off of. And um, especially during the rut, during the rut, these bucks, they cruise this hillside like crazy coming off the private. So um, may check out that spot. Um, like we said earlier, I'm not really putting a whole lot into scrapes and that big, you know, buck sign being everywhere it's going to be there um it's going to be all over the place right now i think yeah. since it is definitely um pre-rut time frame you know so i'm not really putting a whole lot into that um but i am putting a whole lot into terrain features so like i said earlier the things that i've something i've kind of found more confidence in this and, and, and going back to going in blind and first sit best sit stuff like that um most yeah. of my bigger bucks have come from blind sits just basing basing the the spot off of a terrain feature or hard transition line that's the, all actually all my big bucks have come from that um going in blind like i haven't killed a lot of just like my bigger deer in spots that um that I, I've been to before. It's always been blind sits for whatever reason. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'm going to just kind of keep that up. You know, if, if that's what's working for me, then I'm not going to change that anytime soon. So that's my plan moving forward into the rest of the season, especially these next probably two weeks. I, I feel like, um, if, if I spend a good amount of time, which I will be these next two weeks in the woods, we're going to have a lot to talk about in the next, uh, on the next podcast, I think. So, uh, or the yeah. next podcast that we do talking about our, you know, recaps and, and, and I will also say this, Drew, if me and you kill, if either one of us kills a big buck between now and the time the next podcast drops, then we're going to do two podcasts in a row when it's just me and you, we're not going to have a guest because I don't think we can keep that, <laughs> keep that inside for too terribly long. So no, no, I mean, I was, no, when I when I when I killed that um, uh, bigger buck, I mean, I was I FaceTimed everybody that that would answer, you know. And so, well, crap, you didn't uh, FaceTime me. Well, because then I had to start dragging it up up the hill. I see where and, I see oh, where I'm here's at. Here's also something that, yeah, here here's also something else that I learned. You don't know how out of shape you are until you have to drag a deer. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> like by yourself. I mean, I've never. It wanted, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I'll also say this too, that once you get it back to the truck, that one of your uh, like your 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 tether that you use for um, 
you know, to, to tie into the tree uh-huh. works great for a pulley, getting him up into the truck. Yeah. I use, uh, I Found use, out. I use ratchet straps, but that's a, that's a good idea. Using that tether. Yeah. I just, I just, I just looped the, I, I, I looped it around his neck, um, hooked it to my, um, uh, truck. And then, and then I used the uh, rope and, and I just, I, I just pulled his, I, I just pulled his head up the truck bed level. Then I took his back leg and swung him up. It was so much easier. Look at that. If nobody takes anything from this podcast, they will take that little nugget of information. You got a nice little, that right little there. hoist. Yes, and guys, if you're having trouble seeing bucks, just pull out your Bible, open it up, and then one <laughs> will step out. Pull out your Bible. Actually, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm being facetious, but that's just what happens. <laughs> Listen, if it works, it works. That's all I'm saying. It works, it works, man. <laughs> all right, Drew. Well, I'm going to wrap this thing up, and... Uh, Hopefully our next podcast. I would be super thrilled if we didn't have to go and and interview a guest. If it, if our next podcast is just me and you talking about the the one fifties uh, that we killed, that would be fun. <laughs> oh, dude! If I kill a one fifty, you you will hear me out in the woods. Like I guarantee it. You will you will know. Hey, it's time you, to do a podcast. You hear the Viking roar? Yes. You might be on one side of the county, but it it will not matter. (laughs) Well, I'm pulling for you, dude. I hope you make it happen. Same here, brother. Well, dude, I appreciate you coming on late at night, but I'm going to – I got to get up early. I got to go deer hunting in the morning. Yes, you do. So, all right, buddy. We'll talk at you later. See you, man. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Southern Ground Podcast. I am – really tired right now it's like 10 30 at night i've drove from missouri all day didn't get home till pretty recently so i'm gonna make this uh this wrap up portion pretty daggum quick because i'm ready to get to bed i gotta go deer hunting tomorrow i say i gotta go deer hunting i want to go deer hunting tomorrow so um, make this quick uh check us out on facebook and on instagram at southern ground hunting and on youtube you can find all of our hunting adventures there um hopefully gonna have some new videos for you very very soon appreciate it if you would subscribe and click the bell so you know when uh, when a new video is released yep that's going to be it for today remember if you're going to be in the woods I need you to remember something I need you to remember this one thing if you don't take anything from this whole podcast I need you to remember this that God gave you dominion over the birds of the air the fish of the sea and the beasts of the earth so go out and exercise that dominion we will talk to you next time